Hi, I'm Jason. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. So today I, I want to go back and I'm kind of talking about um, COVID-19 and what issues we're facing at the moment in Australia. I keep trying to avoid it and I've been looking for other things to talk about to discuss on this podcast. The problem is, especially in the eastern states at the moment, um, there is nothing, seems to be nothing but COVID-19 news. Uh, but I tell you what, what this, what I want to discuss today, what I've noticed for a long time and what I've tried to bring up a little bit is, is that all of the media only have one narrative. And I, I brought up in another podcast, another episode, how, you know, with the death rates, while people, people die and it's very, very sad that people have died, um, you know, as I say, it's a tragedy when pe- when anyone dies from COVID nineteen. We had very similar, if not higher, death rates from the flu year upon year. Um, and I gave I gave uh, statistics just from two thousand seventeen, and this is on the the government site, the Australian Bureau of Statistics dot gov their their own site. In 2017, we had over 1,200 deaths just from influenza, and yet, uh, you know, obviously we, we we've had um, we've had vaccinations for the flu. I always got the vaccinations for the flu, um, but yet with all those deaths, over 1,200 in one year, and that was a constant thing. It's not like just a one-off. So you know, you're looking at over a thousand deaths um, every year. And yet we didn't have lockdowns. We didn't have, uh, you know, we didn't have this, the, the saying that, that followed from Victoria. I don't even like saying his name. The Premier like saying the abundance of caution. Let's all lock down. We didn't have those things happening, even though we had so many deaths. And it's always bothered me since all this has started. It's bothered me that we, we have, we now report on cases and it's, it's as though the media just wants to hype up fear, which I've also discussed in previous podcasts. They're just hyping up the fear. They're pushing a fear agenda. And it's all, it's all about cases. Um, and it's downplaying any fears that people might have about, about getting a vaccine. It's pushing this agenda that the vaccine is the only way out. And the only thing that you can do is get a vaccine. I even read a report the other day about a female who, who died, the latest person who died from having the, um, from having the vaccine. Uh, this was last week. I'll, I'll read this title. This, this is from the ABC News. Um, a 34-year-old woman in New South Wales has died from a rare blooding, blood clotting condition after receiving the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. So they make sure they always put in the the word rare. It's constantly. Um, then they go through and they, they talk about this therapeutic, the Therapeutics Goods Administration, TGA, said the woman died on Wednesday, this is Wednesday of last week, um, from a confirmed case of thrombosis with, I can't even say this word, thrombocytomia, tonia, sorry, syndrome in brackets TTS. She had received a first dose of the AstraZeneca jab 
the TGA extends its sincerest condolences to her family and loved ones, the TGA report said. We are in close communication with New South Wales, who are undertaking further investigation of this case. Now, this next line I'm about to read, this is, this is all from the one article. But it says, The medical regulator has stressed the protective benefits of vaccination against COVID-19 far outweigh the potential risks. I, I, remember I read this article. I was sitting there thinking, how ridiculous is that statement? They've literally just said, you know, they're extending their, their sincerest condolences to the family, loved ones. And yet, in the same breath, the benefits of vaccination against COVID-19 far outweigh the potential risks. Yeah, they outweigh it, except if you're the lady who just died. Then they don't outweigh it. So don't say ridiculous things. All in the one article. And this woman was only 34. It's very, very young. Um, you know, they carry on. They make such a big deal over some of the deaths that happened last year um, of people in their 80s and 90s. And yet the 34-year-old who dies from the, the vaccine, they, they brush over it and, and they're saying, hey, you know, the benefits outweigh. Yeah, except if you're one of the seven people so far this year who have died from the vaccination who are confirmed to have died. Then the benefits don't outweigh. Anyway, this isn't really what I want to talk about. What I really want to discuss was the the narrative of the Australian media and the government and the fact that they, they only want to push one narrative and they don't want to discuss anything else. And and the vaccination is the only way out if you listen to the narrative as far as they want to know they want to talk about the vaccination is the only way out and why i want to bring this up mainly is because last week i don't know if people i don't know if a lot of people paid attention to this there would have been i suppose but sky news were actually sky news australia were actually taken down from YouTube for seven days. They were banned from YouTube for, for seven days. So they were censored. Now this, I'll, I'll read part of an article, um, and this is from The Guardian. So the article is Sky News Australia to face Senate inquiry after week-long YouTube suspension. Sky News Australia will face a Senate inquiry next week after the broadcaster was suspended for seven days for posting numerous videos which violated YouTube's COVID medical misinformation policies. Now, the hearing comes as former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, you remember that dude, calls on the Australian media regulator to take a tougher line on the broadcasting of contentious Sky News material on subscription TV and free-to-air television in regional areas. Uh, The Sky News Australia YouTube channel which has 1.8 million subscribers, has issued a, has been issued a strike and was temporarily suspended from uploading new videos or live streams for one week. It resumed posting and live streaming on Thursday evening. Uh, about 12 news Sky News videos questioning the effectiveness of masks and lockdowns or promoting the use of hydroxychloroquine 
or I'm sorry I can't pronounce this word properly ivermectin medical words but anyway or ivermectin as treatments for COVID who are for coding precious moments for COVID have been removed from YouTube now so the Google owned US platform took action under its COVID-19 medical misinformation policies policies to prevent the spread of COVID-19 misinformation that could cause real-world harm. Now, I'm not going to read any more of this article. The, the issue that I'm seeing now is that you're not allowed to discuss any other narrative. You're not allowed to discuss any other, um, any other issues, anything else, except for what they want you, the powers that be want you to discuss. As far as they're concerned, as far as Google, Facebook, Twitter, as far as the Australian media and the Australian government are concerned, the only way out, the only narrative that we should be talking about is vaccination and masks, which it it doesn't add up. Like I said, when you compare that to deaths and the narrative around influenza that we've had, um, just go back and look over the last decade. There was never any talk about vac- about it's always talk about vaccinations, but about forcing vaccinations or having lockdowns and having masks. And the fact that Sky News, when all they're doing is questioning the effectiveness of masks, they're questioning the effectiveness of lockdowns. And they're also discussing, or it says here promoting, but they're discussing the use of other medical treatments such as the hydroxychloroquine or the ivermectin for treatment for covid why is it that you're not allowed to discuss these things otherwise you can be suspended you can be banned your voice can be cut out altogether you know in my experience when people shut down speech when they when they shut down freedom of thought and freedom of expression when they don't want to hear anyone else's point of view that's when you're you're heading towards trouble i mean do we have to do we have to be reminded of what happened in the early parts of last of the start of last century where we had um where where we had the soviet union where we had Stalin, where we had the, the Nazis uprising, where Hitler would not allow freedom of thought, freedom of speech, where you weren't allowed to discuss anything other than what the Nazi party wanted you, wanted the narrative to be. When you start cutting down free speech, when you start constricting freedom of thought and freedom of speech you're you're heading down a dark path and this is what we're seeing now within our own country and around the whole world why is it that you cannot discuss other things why is it that people aren't allowed to voice their opinion on what they think about COVID-19 or what they feel is a good treatment why is it that we've always been allowed to um we've always been allowed to explore other treatments for something like the flu 
and we've you know we were never pushed or never forced to get a vaccine we were always allowed to do other things whereas now we're being pressured and it looks like we're going to be forced into they're going to make it mandatory to get vaccinated that's it's a medical procedure that people need to be able to make that decision for themselves like i've said many times before i'm not anti-vaccine it should be my choice <laughs> uh, it, it beggars to belief that all the feminists would rise up and when they would they would be protesting anti-abortion places or anti-abortion um, marches or anything that is anti-abortion and the slogan that they would constantly yell out is my body my choice and yet when it comes to vaccinations it's no longer my body my choice it's it's your body not your choice you need to think of the rest of the world and even after we see that getting vaccinated won't it's not going to stop you from getting the illness and it's also not going to stop you from spreading the illness and even if you do get this do get the virus when you're vaccinated you might you mightn't have um you mightn't get very sick and they'll say okay that's because you're vaccinated that's good but then you can still spread it so and then other people will still get sick even after being vaccinated like I said, okay, this, this main thing I want to really discuss is we need to be able to talk about things freely. You cannot close down discussion. You cannot do things like, like what's happened with Sky News. And if you look at Sky News, they talk about, they discuss both sides of the argument. Okay, they, I, I'm sure I've seen that some of their news presenters, they're not anti-vaccine. And they've actually been vaccinated. I'm, I'm fairly certain a majority of them have been vaccinated. But they discuss all points of view. And you need to be able to discuss every point of view. You need to be able to discuss every option. Even these other, um, these other treatments like the hydroxychloroquine. You know, th this... It's been proven... It's been shown that this is effective in treating COVID-19. And yet, for whatever reason, I, I really think it's just the media's hatred of President Trump. But for whatever reason it is, it's any discussion about it is, is completely stifled. And in this country, you're actually not allowed to issue um, treatment, issue the hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID-19. Precious, I can't, I can't even talk English today. So, it's just, we really need to take a look at ourselves and start questioning why the narrative is so one-sided, why people are scared of discussing other issues or why then the conversation cannot be opened up and people aren't allowed to talk about anything else other than the one narrative that the government and the media are pushing. 
when you start to stifle free speech, you're heading down a dark path. We've seen it in very recent history. We've seen it. I'll be back in a second. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. I'm back. I want to continue the discussion and talk about some other things that had come to light over the last week. And this last one, this next one that I wanted to talk about, I came upon through listening and viewing Russell Brand's podcast. So thanks to Russell Brand. So this was from the Press Gazette, fighting for journalists in the UK. So it's an article written by Charlotte Tobit. Journalists claim alternate COVID-19 news has been censored to create one official narrative. And the source is the press gazette. So I'm going to read through this article a little and uh, just pull out some points. So it says almost 30 journalists have banded together to object to censorship and fear-mongering about COVID-19 that they say has been put out by the media and tech giants since the pandemic began. The group, who have called themselves Holding the Line Journalists Against COVID Censorship, have argued that attempts to share concerns counter to the one official narrative or one scientific truth have led to reporters being criticised by the managers freelancers being blacklisted, and the public receiving a distorted view of the truth. Now, as I discussed just earlier, what's happened with with Sky News being um, suspended for seven days on YouTube, you know, they, they, from what I've seen, they discuss uh, many points of view, and they don't just talk, they don't have the one narrative. They talk about other treatments for COVID-19. Um, they talk about, they discuss whether uh, lockdowns are healthy, whether they should be the way to go. They discuss whether masks, you know, are even, are they even helpful in the fight against COVID-19? They discuss all points of view. They do discuss things that are, that are negative of vaccines and, and pro-vaccines. So... But the issue is we seem to only allow one narrative. And when you stray from that one narrative, your voice gets cut down. So, and this is what these journalists from the UK are saying now. So just continue on with this article. Um, The 26 Holding the Line members work across UK newspaper groups, broadcasters, and PR as staffers and freelancers. Most asked to rem- to remain anonymous to protect their employment, which is it's a little ridiculous when you if you work for media and you have to be anonymous in fear of getting getting fired. Precious. They said they want to encourage best practice, create a prejudice-free environment for journalists who have concerns raise awareness of lesser reported issues and this is i've got to say this is a big issue that i see and when we discussed earlier about 
for example, the 34-year-old Australian woman in New South Wales who died last week after getting the Astra, and they've said this was from the AstraZeneca vaccine. And yet you read the articles, it's completely downplayed. This is the seventh person this year to have died from getting a COVID-19 vaccine. Seven per, seventh person. And yet the number is completely downplayed. You know, it, that's, that's, that's an issue where these concerns and, and raising awareness, it, it's, it's not allowed. All they want to discuss is, all they want to push is the narrative of how many cases we've got, everyone should be scared, everyone needs to be locked down, the only way out is a vaccine. We don't want to discuss any other treatments. Anyway, I'll go on with this article. Um, so they've said, uh, raise awareness of lesser reported issues and raise concerns about censorship from tech giants which take down coronavirus misinformation. Now, the, this issue with coronavirus misinformation is who is deciding that it is misinformation? Because we have seen things before where things that have been on the, in the American side, the CDC's own site, and people have cited um, what they have said regarding masks and the effectiveness of masks, and then they'll put it up on social media. Social media will then ban that information, even though it's coming from the CDC itself. And we've seen these things happening with things that are effective. Um, if the, the media or these tech giants have decided, they are the ones that are deciding that it's misinformation. There's no open discussion about it. They decide that it's misinformation and then they ban it. That, that's not freedom of speech. That's not freedom of thought. Okay, the group, they've listed some perceived failures, including a lack of context for statistics due coverage for alternative treatments, scrutiny of PCR testing, attention to adverse vaccine reactions, or balanced examinations of the costs of lockdowns, due coverage for alternative treatments. And this is a big issue that we've seen with this alternative treatments. There are other, there are other treatments out there. I read just yesterday how Indonesia was actually bringing in other treatments because um, uh, now I believe Indonesia, Indonesia, from what I've seen, they've actually been using the Chinese vaccine, and the effectiveness of the Chinese vaccine is very low compared to the effectiveness of the vaccines that we use here in Australia and and other countries like the United States. The Chinese vaccination. Go figure. Okay, who would, who would have thought that the Chinese would make something that was only half as good as everyone else? But of course it's rushed out. Who could have seen that coming? Um, anyway, because of, the, because of the effectiveness of this vaccine is so low, the Indonesians are actually bringing in um, other treatments to use in their country. Uh, so we're also talking about due coverage for alternative treatments. Um and scrutiny of the PCR testing. There does need to be a lot more scrutiny of this testing because, uh, because it seems like people are getting tested 
um, and there is doubt whether, for one, whether this is actually coming back, whether it is actually a positive test. We've seen issues here in Australia where people have tested, uh, we had a, an issue in the western section of Queensland uh, last year, um, I think it was out of Blackwater, um, you know, and, and a chap died and they tested him and he came back as being positive. They had no positive for COVID-19. They had no idea about how he got it. They were blaming a nurse who traveled around a little bit saying, you know, pointing the finger at her. Um, and then when they did another test, it came back as negative. And I think this is something that needs to be discussed more, these tests that give off false positives. And yet all we do, we have one test, yet, and then it's reported, yet we've got all these cases, um, we don't verify these tests very well, but you can't discuss the validity of these tests at all. And there's been numerous accounts of these tests giving false positives, um, not actually coming back with the right results. But in the media now, we just take the we take these results as 100% true and report it straight up in the news. There's no further. Um, delving into the validity of the tests that we're having. Um, now, the other things that they discuss and they want to say with this media group is that they want to give attention to adverse vaccine reactions. Um, if you bother to do a little bit of delving into adverse vaccine reactions and try and get over some of the, the hyperbole, some of the, the hype, uh, you know, that you'll see on um, things like TikTok and whatever, but look at look at some other areas for yourself. There have been a lot of a lot of adverse um, reactions to these vaccines, but there needs to be more of more attention given to it, and not just what we have now, where people don't want to talk about the adverse reactions and they just want to push everything, sweep everything under the carpet, and constantly just push the one narrative of vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Um, and also they'd want to discuss a balanced examination of the costs of lockdown. In my mind, this is a massive one. We keep locking down, in Australia, we lock down a state, or we lock down these, they, they now just like to lock down the LGAs. Why do they always have to shorten everything? So it's just the, the local government area and they want to lock down, and they still lock down. In, in the eastern seaboard of Australia, the last week, we've had um, millions of people in lockdown. It's causing a mental harm to, to a lot of people. People under mental stress. People are not allowed to work. We get told that, you know, it's only essential workers. But I'd put it to you that if you rely on your job to pay the bills to you, you are essential. That job is essential to you. If that job is essential for you to make money, to buy groceries so you can live, well then in your mind, you're an essential worker because it's essential to you. You've been able to go out and make a living. You've chosen what your career, what you want to do, okay? You work, you're essential for yourself. But someone else has decided, they're deciding now what's essential, what they think is essential. So this article continues to go on. 
Um, and they accused the UK, the UK media of frequently publishing fear-inducing. Just got to let that settle for, for a moment. That's fear-inducing and sometimes inaccurate coverage, helping to foster a hostile environment for those who choose not to have a COVID-19 vaccine. It's like they, they've got... This is the exact same thing that they're doing in Australia. Publishing fear-inducing and sometimes inaccurate cover coverage, helping to foster a hostile environment for those who choose not to have a COVID-19 vaccine. You look at all the media at the moment in Australia, if you choose, if you're someone who would have the gall not to want to get vaccinated, you're looked at as a as scum of the earth, as a, a thorn in the side of humanity. Why? Why is this the only narrative that is allowed to be discussed? Why is this the only narrative that is pushed in the media, in the UK, in Australia, all around the world? Vaccine is the only way out. Why isn't it that we are not allowed to discuss any other issues? We can't bring up other treatments. We can't bring up the fact that people do get sick from the vaccines. We can't bring up the concerns that people have naturally. People are allowed to have concerns. You should be allowed to discuss these things. You shouldn't have your voice stifled just because you don't go along with what the government and what big tech and what the media says. You're allowed to have a different opinion. These are things that I wanted to discuss. Why we're not allowed to have a different opinion on what's being pushed by the media, by big tech, by government. Why it is that on social media platforms, big tech are the ones that decide what is the truth and what is not the truth. They're the gatekeepers, apparently. And if you have a different point of view, you will get as Sky News Australia found out, you'll get shut down for seven days. This is not the way we want to go. This is not the way we should be going. We should have learnt from the past, but obviously we haven't. I don't know what else I can say. Please, don't be afraid to voice your opinion. If you don't agree with something, Say you don't agree with something. Don't be stifled. Don't hold back. We all have the right to speak and voice our opinions. And don't be afraid of people who don't agree with you. It's okay if people don't agree with you. This is all just my opinion. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope.